Hello, everyone. We are back in good morning. It is the WHIP Wake Up Call. Find us on the iHeart Radio and Radio FX app and on social media at WHIP Radio. We are all back in the studio today. Jay Matthews II, Randy Lane, and Corey Parker. Today, we got some Beyonce news, some reunion news. We also have an interview with Maggie Fitzgerald as well. And we got our inspirational quotes. But ladies, how are we all doing today? Glad to see you back. How was your Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving was amazing. Ate a lot of food. Took a lot of naps. Hello. Had a lot of family time. Got to see my dogs. I was happy. Yeah, I was happy. How about you, Corey? It was good. Break was good. I worked a lot because, you know, college student broke, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So I got my money up. Got to see my family, my friends. And I listen, I haven't seen my, like, home friends since August. Wow. We have FaceTimed and everything, but I haven't seen them in person. Gotten to hug them, see them, like, face-to-face. Since August. So it was so good to see them. Same with my family. Um, I was able to sleep in my bed, y'all. I was able to sleep in my bed. Um, take a shower in my shower. Um, life was so good, man. Life was good. Mm-hmm. Um, but life here hasn't been good because why is it snowing? <laughs> why is it snowing? Guys, why is it snowing? I walked out my dorm this morning, y'all. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's snowing. Period. T. <laughs> and I continue walking. Then it starts, like, pouring. Mm. I was like, what? Why are we pouring snow at 8.40 in the morning? Now, I'm ladies, confused. Oh, I'm so sorry, Corey. Now, ladies and gentlemen, what Corey's referring to is the weather. And right now in Philadelphia, it is 38 degrees with a chance of 90%, 90% snow. And it is snowing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's snowing right now. So make sure everybody warms up, gets tight, and everybody is cool. But... Corey, I just want to hear your frustrations about all of this. Like, what do you feel about the snow, and how is it different from your home state of Virginia? You know what, Jay? Thank you so much for asking. <laughs> it actually made me so mad because we haven't had snow once since we've been here. Mm-mm. We've had, what is it, you said 30-something degrees? We've had that weather since I've been here, but no snow. So why are we getting snow out of the middle of nowhere? Like, mm-hmm. I'm confused. And why is it, like, hard snow? Like, it's not just... It's sticking, guys. It is sticking to the ground. I was on FaceTime with my mom, and I flipped the camera, and she could literally see it. She was like, oh. My dad got on the camera, and he was like, oh. And then they started joning on me because I don't have a jacket. That's <laughs> I don't have gloves. But I was just shocked because I haven't seen snow, y'all, in years. Y'all know I'm DMV girl. Mm-hmm. And we don't get snow, really. Like, we've gotten snow before, but... The last time we've had a snow like this it was like 2018. Like 2018. Yeah, so like I haven't seen snow in a long time, other than the pictures. Haven't lived in snow in a while, so hopefully they canceled some classes. They're not gonna They're do not that. Gonna, They're not no, doing that's that. Not it's not that not deep of snow. It's not that deep of snow outside. It could get that deep at the rate, guys. Y'all must have come in when it wasn't even that bad. I was. I, I was walking. Walk it wasn't even snowing. Because I need yeah. to see. Y'all's expressions because that was ridiculous. Yeah, uh, while Corey <laughs> is mad, Randy, you've been here in Philadelphia for a while, so being accustomed to this weather, how are you feeling about the weather today? We haven't seen, we haven't really had like a lot of snow in the past. Like we had snow, but we haven't had like a lot of snow in the past like two, three years. So I don't really like snow. I don't like walking in it. But if I if I can stay inside and I can just watch it snow, I would love that. I don't like it when it sticks. But I don't mind having, like, flurries coming down. The aesthetic of it. I like it. I like it. Now, I knew coming into the fall semester this <laughs> year, after being here for two years, that I knew that, okay, it's either going to be mad cold 
or something else is going to happen. Like Corey said, I'm a DMV guy. Like, come on now. Like, I'm a DMV Shout guy. DMV. Yeah, like, like, we got to wrap the DMV in here. But it's like, it's mad cold outside, and then it's also snowing. Uh, the last time I seen snow here was, like, my freshman year. So the fact that I see snow and all that, I mean, I'm cool. You know, I'm dressed for the occasion. I got gloves. I got the headband on right now. I got my sweatsuit. So I'm dressed for the occasion. So, yeah, that you know, that's how I'm feeling about the snow. But as it's snowing outside, it's also snowing inside because, ladies and gentlemen, we have arrived to the last two weeks of the semester. And that means it's not the best time for college students. So I just want to ask you two ladies, how are we feeling about the last two weeks after they gave us a buttload of work during the break? How are we feeling about two weeks into the semester? I don't know about y'all, but I didn't really have any work during the break or the semester like that. And I don't really have any finals. You communications. Hey, <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Final projects. Hey, presentations. Final project. hey. <laughs> presentations. Final projects. Ah, uh, final papers. Yeah. <laughs> because literally, I have finals in all of my classes except my communications class. So, mm. communications, they just don't get the exams. But it makes sense because y'all are presenters. Like, yeah, why yeah. Why would y'all have an essay? Of course. Yeah. But, um... I'm, like, just mad. Not even mad, actually. I have two um, two virtual exams. I also have, like, three in-person exams. I have no exam for my communications mm-hmm. class. So I'm not even mad about it because the... Classes I think I'm doing well in, like, I think I'm going to ace those tests. Okay. Um, You know, Stat and I have some beef. Uh. Mm-hmm. So that one is a little scary. Um, And I think that's in econ maybe too. But that's really it. And I think my econ teacher is really nice, so he likes to curve stuff. So I think if we all do bad, it'll be curved. He ain't about to curve it. <laughs> he ain't no, about to he's curve done, it. He's done it in the past before. That's in the past, but it's about to be final season. They not about to curve nothing. He made he changed our test from being in person to virtual. Really? So what yeah. That mean? <laughs> what that mean? I'm saying that because I think he actually cares about us. He decided to make it virtual because in class we're all on top of each other. In my econ class, when we take exams, it's like a person, empty chair, person. In our stat class, there's so many people, we can't even do that. So we're literally all on top of each other completing our tests. So he changed it to virtual. So I say that to say, I think he genuinely cares about us. You know what I'm saying? So I'm excited. I'm excited for you, Corey. And you're going to do great. You better do great. You're going to do great. Hello, I better do great. I better do great. How about you, Jay? Hey, this is probably the first time in the first, like, three years I got to relax and chill, honestly. I'm almost done with my final projects. So, you know what I'm about to do? Sit in my apartment, play my game, everybody leave me alone. Like, that's what's about to be the plan for the next two weeks. I'm leave jealous. me alone. What, I'm jealous. Look, I already had my exams, like, fall semester. Like, all right, this was, like, freshman year, like, fall semester. I had, like, two exams, and I had, like, three spring. And then last fall, I had two then spring I had maybe one. This year I have like none. I just got final projects and papers. So I'm feeling good in the neighborhood. What I don't like is the simple fact because y'all mentioned like y'all didn't get no work over the break, right? No. Well, 
I had work over break, but I did it before I went on break, so I wouldn't have to do it. You know what I'm That's saying? Because yeah. there was no way I was doing work over break. It's called break for a for reason. For a reason, exactly. <laughs> nah, I had to do a whole paper. Oh. Completed that. Had to do another paper. Mm. Completed that. So I just completed all that, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, nah. But the simple fact, they got to stop doing that, though. They yeah, got to stop they doing do. that. Yeah, they do. It's but a break for a reason. They probably also, I feel like if I'm a teacher, I'm expecting my students to complete it before we go on break. Because why the- would you expect them to do it over break? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I feel like one of my friends, for example, um, he knows exactly who he is even. But tell me why. So he lives in the DMV with me, so we brought him back. And so we brought him back. <laughs> yeah, we brought him back here. And so tell me why we came back on Sunday, right? right? He had an essay due that night that he had not started. In my head, if you have an essay like that, you do that before you go on break so you don't have to work on it during break, or at least you're doing it periodically throughout the break. You know, so I feel like teachers, when they assign these assignments, yeah, you can do it during break, but if you prioritize the time right, you just get it done before you go so you can really enjoy your break it's really up to do you want to procrastinate it and do it the last day do you want to do it during your break or do you want to just get everything done before you go on break question is did he finish it that's a good question he didn't finish it he probably did i don't know i haven't asked him if he didn't finish that joint (laughs) he had to have finished it because it's a whole grade and essays you know are always big grades regardless of your um major oh oh really Okay. All right. Mm, looks like you got some tea. Mm-hmm. No, I actually do. And it actually has something to do with Temple News, though. Um, The news that I just got was that Temple's newest class, which is Corey's class. Which one? Oh, your new This class. one. Uh, Temple's newest class is the most diverse ever, but Philly public universities know there's more work that has to be done. The percentage of black students have grown significantly since a two-decade low in 2016. About 57% of students in the class of 2027 identifies people of co- of color. It's the fourth year in a row. You said 67? 57. Oh. It's the fourth year in a row that stat has risen thanks to the coordinated efforts of Temple Director Steve O'Bankin. Good job, Steve. That's amazing. Good job, who? Steve. That ain't why I came to Temple. <laughs> that ain't why I came to Temple because of Steve. But I'm saying good job because it's bringing diversity. I got to see this Steve guy. I got to see this Steve guy. How do y'all feel about the diversity here, you know, now that it's risen up at Temple University? I love, that's why I came to Temple, the diversity. I mean, sure, it's my program, but meeting all these new people, feeling comfortable around where I grew up, wasn't a lot of black people. So, I mean, gradually as I got older, there were some, but like now I'm at Temple, I'm around people who live the same experience as me and i'm also around people who live different experiences as me so i'm also learning and growing like that so i love temple in that way no i definitely agree i came to temple for a lot of reasons but diversity was one of them growing up in a not so diverse area let alone a not so diverse school i wanted my college to have diversity so i love temple for that and so i think it's good that we have a lot of diversity but at the same time it's like are like we gonna just become a fully you know just diverse school or mm-hmm. are we still gonna have you know are we still gonna have everybody I guess is what I'm trying to say because I think 
you know, I think it's important to have diversity, but I think it's also important to have some of everybody and everything. You know what I'm saying? And you don't, is this going to become like an HBCU type thing? You get what no. I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Temple, Temple will never be HBCU. They try, wanna... they, they're trying to do HBTU. That's not about to work. H- no. Temple's not going to be HBCU. No. Mm-mm. They can try. <laughs> but there, it's not about to happen. Like mm-hmm. they want to make HBTU so bad that it's not about to happen. So nah. I mean, I get it. Like the you know got the people and whatnot, but it's like no, like nah, nah. Just stick to being TU and being diverse. That's all I gotta say. No, I definitely agree. I don't think it'll become an HBCU, but like considering the rates are increasing every year. I mean, I wouldn't mind fifty-seven percent diversity. I wouldn't mind that. Well, I mean, when you know, when you got, you know, people from across the world and the diversity, I mean, come on now. Like, we got Caribbeans here. Like, we got Jamaicans here. We got Nigerians here. Like, come on now. We also got Hispanics as well and Asians. So, you know, just bringing that diversity at Temple is a huge, huge thing. It's not a bad thing either. Like, they keep increasing it year after year after year. That just goes to show there's no diversity problem at Temple at all. There's not, but I also think, like, it may not be good for us to prepare for the real world because the real world is not like we don't see this much diversity in the real world you get what i'm saying like especially in the workforce for an example wanting to be a journalist right in the journalism field there's not many black women in that field mm. you get what well, I'm there saying? should be i feel there like should be should. but i say that to say like i think diversity is so good but at the same time knowing that we live in a world where we don't see diversity in every like aspect and field it's not preparing us necessarily. You we, know what I'm saying? We live in a world that's forever changing. Yeah. Forever I agree. changing at this moment. So I feel like, yeah, we need to show society that it should be more diverse. So Hello? I get what you're saying. However, I feel like the next two years, three years, four years, right. that'll change. That will definitely change. And Temple will prepare people who are used to being the only ones in their field for the change that is coming, right. that everyone belongs, if that makes sense. But yeah. I get what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, and I get and I get what you're saying. Like, I think it's good that everything is changing and we're moving towards that more diverse. But it's just in my head, it's just like this is just not what the real world is. You like. want people to have that reality, like yeah. that. Be like, it's, yeah, this is Temple, but don't be culture shocked when you get into your field and it's like not like this oh, at all. No. That's right. how they're preparing y'all now, for real, for real. That's how they're preparing us now to do all this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but speaking of change, coming up next after the break, we got some Beyonce news, we got some reboot news, and later on today, Maggie Fitzgerald interviewed Jay Matthews II, Corey Parker, and Randy Lane. We will be right back after these breaks, so stay tuned and don't go anywhere. Welcome back. You're listening to WHIP's Wake Up Call. I'm Randy Lane here with Jay Matthews II and Corey Parker. And here we're going to be talking about Beyonce in our next segment. So Beyonce's movie about her Renaissance tour came out or the L.A. premiere happened a few days ago. And all five of the OG Destiny Child members were in attendance Yes. Mm. Hello. They Mm. were there. Not only did they go to the movie premiere, but they were at her tour as well Mm. on the L.A. tour date, coincidentally. Uh So they went to the tour date. They went to her movie premiere. And now they're excited to see Beyonce's new movie. They seem happy together in the pictures. That's what I saw. So would you guys be down for a final tour with Destiny's Child, all five of them? No. Really? What song (laughs) did all five of them even sing? I don't know. Exactly. It would just be like a tour with them. People are talking, the internet's talking about, I would not mind. Like, they're like, they wouldn't mind a tour. I wouldn't mind a tour with the, like, the three of them. 
because Kelly Rowland is a vibe. Kelly Rowland's probably my favorite out of all of mm-hmm. them. I think she's just a class act. Um, and I love Beyonce. Michelle's just like she went silent. She's probably because, living her best no, life. No, because she like she does gospel. She like exactly. she does gospel music, and you already know gospel. When isn't. Jesus say yes, nobody can say no. When so Jesus how you gonna say she lost? Yes, you? Because that was, that was the only song. That was like yeah. five years ago. And seen her in forever. Hey, all I gotta say is that she's Michelle. chilling. She's chilling. She's, she's enjoying. She's sitting on that money that they made. But Michelle, I will say, Michelle brought the high, like the soprano, to I'm their doing? harmony, and she has voice. So don't get me wrong. And if they did a reboot of the group. I think it should just be the three. I don't think we need all five of them. No, I mean, think about it, though. I feel like T, this is T. I feel like they Beyonce had this group and her parents supported this group low-key to kind of push her career forward. Why wouldn't they? That's her. That's their daughter. But there were like there were four other, three other people in that group, though. Four other people counting. But if, you, if you're, okay, let's be so real. If you're a parent, mm-hmm. you your child has a group mm-hmm. and, um, Let's see. Your child has a group with her friends or whatever. She likes to sing. Tell me you're not going to want to make sure she thrives. I mean, of course. But you have to think about these other girls that you call your daughters as well. But I mean, in my head, like, I would want to help them as well. But they did help them. They all got famous because of Destiny's Child. I mean, not Beyonce famous. Not Beyonce famous, but Beyonce also put in a lot of the work. She did. If they did that, I'm not saying they didn't put in the work, but like... No, I mean, Beyonce wrote most of the songs. That's what I'm saying. She was a producer, writer. Exactly, which is why I don't feel like Beyonce having the stardom she has today is all because of what her parents did. If you see, like, I've seen the trailers and everything. Her mom has even said, Beyonce, when she's working, she becomes mean because I think she truly loves what she does. It's She even said in one of her concerts, I saw the video, she loves what she does. Mm-hmm. She's very passionate about her music and everything. I'd say that to say, like, yes, the other girls may not have reached that, but at the same time, if her parents are producing them, any parent's going to want their daughter or child to do better than, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they all had the same resources because they all were under... The mom and dad of Beyonce, you know, but I guess it's what they made out of it. Kelly is like their other daughter. And if she wanted to get as big as Beyonce, she probably could have. I mean, true, true. Honestly, I do believe that. But you also have to think about the other factors that went into Beyonce's success. Yes, Beyonce is incredibly talented. She's multi-talented where she's not only a musician, but a businesswoman at that. But you also have to think about what was going against Kelly. Like she was a dark skinned singer in a time where, like, they weren't really appreciated like that. And then you add on the fact that she was in this music group that, not saying that she was outshined, but not that she didn't have, the, like, the the drive, but you already said, you said it yourself, Beyonce had that drive to say, okay, I'm not just going to do this music thing, I'm going to be this music thing. I'm going to beat them. I'm going to beat out the competitors. And I guess Kelly just didn't do that. I, yeah. My thing with all this, number one, Michelle is fine. Michelle Williams is fine. <laughs> That's all I got to say. But um, in all seriousness, though, Destiny's Child, would I be down for a last one? Of course I would be down for a last one. Th- you got to think about it. This is one of the best groups in the 2000s, in the early 2000s. So by them coming back, you think about it. Beyonce now in her career, who could be argued as one of the great, if, if not the greatest female artists of all time. Then you add in Kelly Rowland. They got in Michelle. Oh, and they got Latoya as well. Come on now. Like all five of them. And I, I forgot the other one name, but all five of them. <laughs> Come on now, like I'll be down for a Destiny's Child reunion. They songs yeah. was bangers. Mm-hmm. Lose my breath. Bills, bills, bills. Say my name. All them. All them was bangers. Emotions. 
Ooh, I love emotions. I gotta hear that joint. I gotta hear that joint. You should play that one next, actually. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. so good. I'm playing Dusty Child's next, but. You know who else needs a reboot? Who? Cheetah Girls. Yes. I would love to see them with their own kids. One world. <laughs> <laughs> one <laughs> continue, continue. Nah, nah. <laughs> but without Keely. Without. Without. without you mean without Raymond Simone? No, without. Ke- Keely Williams? Why? Because she's controversial. But, like, you need her okay. in the Cheetah Girl. Okay. No, she was but the one who tore them apart, basically. She had Raven ready to fight her on set. Oh, well, that's every group. That's, that's every not group. every group. I think they need, I think it wouldn't be the same without her. It wouldn't be it. the same, but I feel like she's just way too, just way too controversial, way too just ready to fight somebody verbally to that's why be you put in them a on group. Disney Plus. On Disney Plus, yeah. Wait, what? Oh, because then she can't do oh, that. Yeah, she can't, she can't oh, she can't. Oh, yeah. On Even though, nah, I'm not even about to say it. What? Nah, because I'm seeing this like commercial. It's like a Disney Channel commercial. Like this is one of the movies they talking about something. We're gonna rob the North Pole. What, yo? Like, hold up. Disney never talks like that. Like they talking about the kid in the movie talking about something. We're gonna rob the North Pole. I'm telling you, new Disney's not old Disney. <laughs> like, what? No, it's not, like, not yo, old Disney. What? It's not old Disney. <laughs> you know who else needs a reboot? Fifth Harmony. <laughs> no. I would like Fifth no. Harmony. Give it to me, I'm worth Mm-mm. it. No. Look at my reflection. Hello. That, that a few was my songs. first concert. No. Really? And guys, listen to this. I love Normani. Normani touched my hand. Actually, no, Normani gave me a heart. Lauren touched my hand. When I tell you I didn't wash my hands that entire night, because I was like, Ew. I know That's it's not. Nasty. I mean, that, but like, she touched my hand. So I like washed my left hand. Aw. I was young too. Jay's shaking his head. Nah, because it's like, okay, that whole Fifth Harmony thing, That's that was jealousy. You got you got to think about it because Camille and, and Omani, Camille was just jealous of Omani and all that, mm-hmm. so and that's why she had a whole single career. No, hmm? Camille doesn't need to come back. The rest of them were the amazing them were together. together. So you say everybody else except Camille? I'm fine with that. No, I'm mad they never changed their name from Fifth Harmony to. But I think that would have been a lot of rebranding. It would be, but it would have been. I feel like it would have worked <laughs> though. Harmony. They would have still been fourth here today. Harmony. Fourth Harmony, not fourth. Something that's else. Something else. Just the like, girls. Something more no. creative. Harmony to them. Ooh, Harmony. Girls Harmony, Women Harmony, Harmony. What? Is this group still together? Or like no, they, they broke no. up like four years. No, no, no. It was another group. Uh, One Direction, Three LW. You're just naming One groups Direction. now. <laughs> I know. No, it's um, what's that joint? Little Mix. Little yeah. Mix. They're Little still mix. together. They're still together. I don't think so. No, I think so. yeah. They're the still. Like, a girl left though. Yeah, she. I forgot yeah, Jesse or something like yeah. that. But the rest of them are together. Perry, I think, has the best voice in that whole group. Like her yes. voice, her vocal. Listen, there are so many people I feel like are so underrated. Perry, Jesse J. Do you know Jesse J? Mm-hmm. Her voice is insane, phenomenal. And I don't think she gets her flowers. No. I don't think this group gonna come back, but they need to make a comeback. Who, Jesse? Nah, nah. B two K. B two. What is that? They're not gonna I make. I can't <laughs> wait to get to school each day. Y'all never heard of them? No. B two K. You never heard of B two K? With Amarion? No. Is it Omarion Janae's Aiko's daughter's father? Oh no, no, his brother. Not B two K, B five. That's who it was. B five. Now she. Oh, uh, now I'm confused. Yeah. Oh yeah, y'all some young babies. Y'all some. We young. are young. You are one year older than me. I forgot. <laughs> I know one show they need to bring back. One oh six and Park. Yeah, oh, they should never got rid of it in the first place. You see, mm, see, I don't even know what that is. One oh six and Park. Don't do that. I told y'all she a baby. <laughs> I am. <laughs> You I'm a baby. <laughs> Guys, we're not too far off from each other. But listen, like, that's a year. But you have to think about it like this. 
we may not be that far in years from each other. At least me and Jay were a few years from each other. When yeah. I was zero, he was like two. Yeah. And that means when he was 10, I was eight. So I'm not watching, we're not watching the same thing. When he was 13, I was Freestyle Friday. You know what I'm saying? So like, even though our ages aren't that far apart, when I was a baby, you were still like at more mature points of your life. Yeah. Mature. Mm, maybe not mature. <laughs> Just older parts of your life. But nah, like they bring back Terrence J, Voxy. Mm-hmm. Come on now. Who, who are these people? No, don't don't bring back the re I feel like a reboot. Like make the people who we look up to today. Oh, no. So who would you want to see reboot? That's that's what that's the thing. Who I want to see yeah, reboot? Who would you want to see reboot? Girlfriends. Talking about that's that was talked about though. They gonna do mm-hmm. it now. They gotta all be married, bro. Have like no, a I'm talking about like a not like not a re. Uh, okay, not a reboot. I'm mistaken. A remake. I want a remake with. I saw this post. Yar Shahidi oh. as yeah, well, yeah. When they yeah. had the daughters and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. I want yeah. They can make appearances, but I want it to be focused on like the like Yar Shahidi, Kiki Palmer. I forgot who else. Zoe Kravitz and then Coco Jones. Yeah, Coco Jones. Coco I want them to be Jones. focused on. Oh my god. She was gonna be Coco Tony Child. I was like, oh, that's dope. She I love Tony. She was gonna be Tony Child. Oh. That's mad bougie though. Mm-hmm. Did you see Coco? You know Renee Knapp. No. The singer? No? Renee who? Oh, never mind. She just did a song with Coco Jones. Coco Jones, I'm saying all that to say because you just said Coco oh, Jones. Oh, that song. That's she right, is that's back right. in her era. Like, she is on the rise. She was at Beyonce's thing. Like, she is, guys, Coco's doing her thing. Nobody said she never had talent. <laughs> Dizzy just killed I know, her. That's she, it. Yeah. She, I know, but now she's, like, back. Like, she never left. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's back and she's in the industry for good. Acting, singing, the whole shebang. I think we need to play some Coco too. Yes, yes. yes. Play play tummy hurts. I'm gonna play Holla at the Ooh, DJ. play I see you. Holla at the DJ. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, like, y'all, it's time for another break. We'll be back in a few minutes after this nice little music break.
Maybe I should try religion Cause Jesus, you're hard to rely on I'd never find you in the kitchen You couldn't even pay rent for three months Oh, I heard you, I get it, you're broke But oh, you always had money to smoke, though Now my tummy hurts, he's in love with her But for what it's worth, they'd make beautiful babies And raise them up to be a couple of, couple of monsters Like their mother and their father Eventually, 2043 Someone's gonna hurt that little girl like the daddy hurt me
not really be like that My attitude changed Take a couple sips of the douce Ain't no ring on my finger anyway And I miss the d- but that'll go away I just gotta stop thinking about you Fill my time with better sh- to do I dream that I married you Then I woke up happy and never came true You, you're not the one I gotta find a way to be done, yeah And I think I found it, sh- Don't wanna be in love again Too easy for you to go astray And my son don't like you anyway Good thing that I walked away Now you ain't gotta hear me say That I put my heart on it Don't try to stop me when I leave I put my all on it And look what you did to me I couldn't count on you She was messing with everyone but me So I walked out on you And it was the best thing Welcome back, everyone, to the WHIP Wake Up Call. Find us on the iHeartRadio and Radio FX app and on social media at WHIP Radio and WakeUpCall.WHIP. I'm Jay Matthews, second, along with Randy Lane and Corey Parker as well. It's a nice little Tuesday, even though it's snowing outside, but everybody, make sure you got your coats, your gloves, your hats, because y'all don't want to be in other people's situation where they don't got that. So everybody make sure they straight. Everybody make sure they cool. Everybody make sure they cozy. You know what I mean? Because a couple nights ago, the Souls Train Awards was on TV. And ladies and gentlemen, that joint was filmed in a mansion. And a lot of fans was outraged that it was filmed behind a backyard of a mansion. So Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah, in the backyard of a mansion. So ladies, what went wrong with the Souls Train Awards hosted by Kiki Palmer? What's, what 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 went wrong with the Soul Train Awards that they had to host the award show at the backyard of a mansion? I think it's creative, honestly. What I had like to see less wind, sure, but I thought it was really creative having it in the back of a mansion with the whole like you know tapping into Kiki as a mother thing, getting into that whole like shtick because they did make jokes about that throughout the show. So I don't know. I thought it was cute. I really thought it was cute. If it wasn't so, I feel like if you couldn't tell it was outside, then it'd be better. But you could see like the wind going, making things blow everywhere. Um, you could hear like feedback in the mic sometimes. But I thought it was nice. I thought Kiki did, did her thing honestly. So they recorded this in a mansion. Yeah. Did it look good? I didn't want to. It, it looked, looked okay. It looked okay. Yeah, it looked okay. It looked Is okay. it giving low budget? No, no, definitely no, no, not. No, no, it was no, a really no, nice no, house. No, no, no. It was alright. Like here, oh, here was it Kiki's house? I don't no? know. It, no it was way. somebody's house. It wasn't hers. Okay. Kiki's house. I was wondering if it was Kiki's house or not because nah. it looked really nice. Nah, it was somebody. El- it was somebody else's mansion though. Because there's no way I'm hosting that many people at my house. I mean, here, here's the thing with all this though. It's like, it's creative, but it's like. 
We about to get into that time where it's about to be cold outside. I but they're in LA, in LA though. Yeah. Like warm spots. So mm-hmm. I don't think they're really getting... A, they're What's, not getting snow. The performances was fire, though. Yeah. The no, Metro Coco, Boomin, Coco, Jones Coco Jones with SWV. Nah, Metro Boomin with the orchestra. Nah, nah, that joint. <laughs> or was that... um? No, that was Metro Boomin mm-hmm. with the orchestra. Nah, the performances was fire. Mm-hmm. The T-Pain one was fire. So the yep. performances was fine. The location... Was questionable. It was quite, yeah, it was mm. questionable. It was mad questionable because usually BET they film award shows inside, yeah, and they probably wanted to mix it up this year. Now, if it was like the COVID time and like nobody was like there, that wouldn't make sense, yeah. But now, I don't know, I it don't was know. an idea, it was an idea, and they, they went through with it. It was all right, it was but I don't know why, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because if I'm thinking about it, I could be so wrong, but it's giving like this is probably like a cheaper option than doing it in where they normally do it, like mm-hmm. the normal venue. They can go full out the stage, the lights, everything. If it's someone's house and you literally just use their backyard, that's definitely a cheaper. And if you can hear the wind and everything, it's definitely a cheaper production. You know what I'm saying? True. So yeah. was it a low budget reason that's why they're doing it? Or was it because, um, you know, they were actually just trying to do something different and new? You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So I feel like it really depends. No, yeah, I understand that. I understand that. But I feel like, um, you know, I feel like the show had to go on. I feel like it looked pretty good. I feel like Kiki definitely did her thing. She seemed, you know, of new at news as of late, you know, behind the scenes with her going on her family stuff. I feel like she looked really happy. She debuted a new song called Ungorgeous, which was really sounded really nice. Her vocals are on point. Period. So I feel like the Soul Train Awards definitely. I feel like they, they were great. They were I've great. never been like an awards show gal. Like I've never watched really? it. I've never watched it. I used to watch the real. As y'all know, my girl Adrian Bailone Houghton. Mm-hmm. Adrian but I don't know. My favorite girl ever. Favorite celebrity. But anyway, when the real one, um when the real won their um award, I remember watching that. And that mm-hmm. was really awesome to just watch and just see them win because that's my favorite group of people. Like I yeah. love them. But I've never been into watching awards like that before in my life. No, because and, yeah, yeah. I don't really care. Like, I, I can hear about who won after. I don't need to watch the long show. And then I can watch the clips of the performances on YouTube. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't need to mean. sit down to, for the whole show. Same thing with Super Bowl. I've never really cared about Super Bowl, but I know I can watch the performance on YouTube. You've never watched like the flick, any like Super Bowl? Probably, but not really. I don't watch. You just pay attention to the halftime performance? Halftime. And then if it's a halftime, I really don't care about it. I really not even watching the Super Bowl. Honest, because I feel like the half t- with that, Super Bowl halftime performance makes the... That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Especially if it's a good performer, Beyonce, Bruno. But speaking of Beyonce, mm-hmm. let's talk about mm-hmm. Beyonce and Blue Ivy, y'all. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, as you guys know, Blue Ivy was performing um, during Beyonce's Renaissance film, or tour, my apologies, and in the beginning, she was receiving a lot of negative comments mm-hmm. from adults, basically. Adults were grown, hating, grown, grown adults, adults mm-hmm. like mothers and grandmas, were hating on an 11-year-old, right? Um, Beyonce said that Blue Ivy used these negative comments to improve her dancing during the tour and just came out even better and stronger. I don't know if y'all saw the dances from the first tour to the last tour. Girl improved like... 20 times she was popping and locking she was doing everything it was so amazing to see i mean the thing is this she's tw- what 12 13 years old and not even 11 oh she's 11 she's, 11 she's literally old. a kid so so hold up okay so you're so she's 11 years old right let's just 
let me just say this right here, right now, for anybody who's commenting, whether it be a mother, father, daughter, whatever the case may be, she is doing way more than half of y'all that are commenting on her. And the simple fact that you guys are commentating on an 11-year-old because of her dance moves, okay, and she's 11, she's young, she'll get better. The fact that other people are commentating on this is, is crap to me. And the simple fact that, you know, I, I commend Blue Ivy for what she for what she actually did. Mm -hmm. Taking that negative response and then, boom, making it into something better. And that's coming from an 11-year-old. And half of you 30, 40-whatever-year-olds can't even get your own life straight, but you're worrying about an 11-year-old. That's kind of crazy to me. Who's already a billionaire, by the way, Hello. and a Grammy, Grammy award-winning. Award. Okay, that made me so mad. What made you mad? The fact that she won that Grammy. Why? Because she literally just talked she just said a wait what lot. was it for again her song with beyonce um was it, was it was it brown skin girl or something else? i think yeah. so she, she's saying she's saying she sang to her the best of her ability when she, she was just said brown skin girl that was her singing she was talking but that was her singing no that really that, <laughs> I, I was only upset because i'm like there are people out there that actually i think really deserved what was the category i don't remember like there were other artists like I would if I was an artist I would honestly I would be happy like that's cute mm, okay I would be mad if I put so much work into my music in the eleven year old one for singing brown skin just saying brown skin girl you know what wasn't I'm saying she, wasn't she like eight or nine at the time she was Even like, worse. like yeah that, like eight or that nine. would make me so mad because it's like I put so much hard work tears sweat into my song and an eleven year old just had to or eight year old just had to say this one line and she won the award or more like the eight year old had to be. Beyonce and Jay Z's child. I know, but I understand that. But yeah. I would be because that required nothing. You just had to say a phrase. But people have dedicated so many hours to actually producing a whole song, and mm -hmm. an eight-year-old won. Like I would be upset if I was a singer that was against in that same category. I get what you're saying. I do. I really sometimes I feel like some of this stuff is for like the media, just oh, to 100%. say like, hey, hey, this. Well, she she was the youngest, right? Or she's not the youngest anymore. One of the youngest. She's not the youngest anymore. Who's the youngest now? Um, someone's child just won a Grammy, I think. Who's? Who? It was either a Grammy or I think it was a Grammy. Someone's kid just won a Grammy. Who won a Grammy just <sighs> now? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a they're uh, um Victoria Monet. Victoria Monet's daughter has a Grammy nomination. You see, I don't understand why these babies are getting Grammy nominations. Mm -hmm. They just say Dada, Mama. Like, what? What are they? <laughs> Why are they getting? Why are they even candidates for <laughs> awards when there's Jasmine Sullivan, Coco Jones? I'm, I know Coco Jones won awards or is nominated for them, but like, mm -hmm. I don't understand why babies are getting recognition at baby age. They don't even know that they're nominated. Here's the thing, yeah. right? We just talked about creativity, you know, with the BET Awards and how they went outside. This is probably some creativity that is outside of the box for these artists. What can yeah. I do different to appeal my? audience what can i do different to make sure that my artist is that my audience is still compelled to my music that's probably just what it is at this point but we can be compelled to your music without you winning or being nominated for a grammy i mean grammy also is hard work yeah. like there are so you're telling me Nicki minaj has never won a grammy or but a baby can be nominated for a grammy that's a whole different reason though i know but my yeah. point is yeah. there's people that actually deserve i think to be they put in the work put in the time put in the effort and they're not even getting the time of day to even be considered. But then there's a baby. She's borderline out of the womb. And she's getting a nomination. That's just crazy to me. Yeah. I don't understand yeah. that. No, it's T. It's T.
is Big T. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm proud of Boo. I mean, with, with all this, I'm proud of Boo Ivy. Yeah, Regar- yeah. Regardless of the last name, I don't. That's great that she's Beyonce's daughter, Jay Z's daughter. Great. She's doing great things, doing great things for herself, and not even just her. It's also like we. T- who's that? Who's the girl from Blackish? Marseille Martin. So you see these kids like now doing things now elevating. By the time they get to what? Our age, 20, maybe 21? Marse- I think Marseille is our age. Mm-mm. She She's like 18. She, she's 18, our 19. age. She's like 18. She's Corey's age. Or like. But she's in our up one. She, yeah, she's but like she started 18. in the industry when she was yeah, like 10. Yeah. I mean, is that where you're going with this? Where are you going with this? Because it's like my question was. Are we seeing because you you remember how okay those child stars Raven Simone Miley Cyrus all of them oh my gosh yes are we getting a new wave of young talent being brought up in the business or I don't think so I you think, don't think so I think with Blue Ivy I feel like Blue Ivy yeah because Beyonce said Blue Ivy asked her during asked her during rehearsals um, to participate in the tour and then Beyonce was like no I don't think you're ready and then Blue was like okay I'm gonna prove it to you. And Beyonce said Blue Ivy did prove it to her that she could handle performing, learning the steps in like what it was like a week and a half, maybe. And it was a fact that Beyonce initially said no and was like, you're not riding my coattails. Prove it to me that you can that you deserve this, that you can do this. So I feel like in Blue Ivy's case and and performers and young musicians like her and actors like her. If they're like brought up right and they show that like they have true talent and they actually work hard for it, I, I feel like this generation is definitely heading for something great. I mean, I think so, but I feel like what we're seeing a lot these days are just parents wanting to put their children in the public eye type thing. You get what I'm saying? It's not even the child's choice, you know? Mm-hmm. So, which is why I feel like I don't know if I see this being the new upbringing of generation in the entertainment industry like when we think about Marseille Martin she acted on a show she got big yeah Victoria Monet's daughter just sung a few words or said a few words on a song Northwest Northwest okay but North I think could be just like a content creator she's comical Mm -hmm. she's funny but like she's giving like she actually wants to be in the public eye she's doing stuff to be in the public eye TikTok everything you know what I'm saying she's very vocal but some of these people like Victoria Monet's baby specifically, she doesn't even know that she's probably in the industry. You get what I'm saying? So I don't think she is an example of someone that could be in the industry later on. Blue Ivy may be, but I don't think, I think it'd be for dancing. So I don't even think she would be that much in the public eye because I don't think she sings. She's learning. Oh, she is? I think she's learning, yeah. I don't think she acts. So maybe she's trying to follow her mother's. She does. She voice act for, um, she did voiceover work. You know that book called Hair Love? with the daughter and the dad and he was trying to do her hair for school no well it got turned into like a little short film and blue ivy um actually blue ivy voiced the narration of reading the book actually my mistake yeah but with this i don't i don't know no no no, go ahead go ahead go i don't know if i see her i don't i wouldn't say that i would see this new generation of babies kind of doing like what Marseille Martin did bottom line. Like I don't think I I don't see anybody right now that I think is going to be on that track. Yeah, but we're just going to have to wait and see. And speaking mm-hmm. of waiting and see, it is now time for our interview with Maggie Fitzgerald after the break. So make sure everyone stays tuned. You do not want to miss this interview. Make sure you all have fun. Enjoy the break. Jay Matthews second, Randy Lane, Corey Parker, wake up call right here right now. We'll be right back after the break. Yeah. 
Welcome back, everyone, to the WHIP Wake Up Call. Find us on the iHeartRadio and Radio FX app and on social media at WHIP Radio and WakeUpCall.WHIP. I am Jay Matthew Second, along with Randy Lane and Corey Parker. And ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest. Now, usually we do a lot of student media here at Temple University, but let me just introduce our guest for a little bit. I have the pleasure of working with her on Temple Talk. She's a Temple Talk host. She's a Temple Update news anchor. She also interns at ABC as well. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, I work with her on Temple Talk. Ladies and gentlemen, Maggie Fitzgerald. <laughs> Thanks so much. That was a crazy introduction. Thanks so much for having me. Every guest has said that from now. <laughs> Honestly. Um, but Maggie, let me just get started with you with these questions. Number one, how are you feeling? I'm great. I'm great. How are you doing, Jay? Hey, hey, I'm always doing good. good. But let's talk about, you know, you with Temple Update right quick. Did you always wanted to be a news anchor when you came to Temple or was there something else in mind? Yeah, I mean, I knew I wanted to be on air and explore the on air kind of um, opportunities here when I came to school. Um, that's definitely one of the reasons why I chose Temple um, as my as my school. And also it's close by to home. I'm from South Jersey, so it wasn't that far away. But I knew I wanted that city life kind of experience. And Temple, um, Temple Update and TUTV, as well as Temple Talk, all the shows within TUTV had those awesome opportunities, not just for me, for my coworkers, colleagues, peers as well. Um, I remember watching a lot of seniors who were graduating and they were already on desk and out in the field reporting, covering politics in the city, major crime around campus and around the city as well. And I could see myself definitely doing that. But aside from news, I also have, have dove into more of the entertainment side of things as well, which is what I really enjoy. Now, let's talk about the entertainment side of things, because you also are the host of Temple Talk as well. So yes. how did Temple Talk came about? Talk to me about how Temple Talk came about. Yeah, so it was not my idea. So last year, we actually celebrated um, the 10-year anniversary of Temple Talk, which is Temple's very first entertainment talk show, award-winning. Um, uh, it's been awesome. I've been with them since before before I even came to Temple, actually. Um, I auditioned. It was during COVID in 2020. I saw they had auditions posted for Zoom auditions with their um, co-EPs at the time, Cameron and Joe, who were very sweet. They're my mentors, and they're doing amazing in the industry, um, both of them now. But I took a chance. I didn't tell them I was a freshman or an incoming freshman. Mm. I was at home in South Jersey. Um, I don't think I even graduated, like, technically yet from high school. But I auditioned over Zoom. Wow. Uh, I got the gig as one of their correspondents. And the rest is history. I've been with them ever since. The next year I was promoted to main host, and that shocked me. Mm. But I was just, <clears throat> I feel like it just spoke to my passions for entertainment, and I really could see the direction I was going with the show. So now I'm main host slash um, co-EP with my wonderful um, executive producer, Hayden Winter. Facts, facts, facts. <laughs> now, during that time, the Zoom era. Let's talk about it because sure. you're actually part of that class of 2020 where that first year, you guys wasn't even on campus. The challenges, what were the challenges of that and being in a situation where... It was, yeah, yeah. It, it was very challenging. Um, I like to tell people that I graduated, I went from high school to college through a computer because it's true. <laughs> it's true. I mean, I spent, I, did, I was not on campus for the entirety of my freshman year here. So at times I feel like I missed out on a lot of um, opportunities that could have come earlier, whether it was here at TUTV, whether it's out in the field, um, whether it's internships around the Philly area or beyond. Um, 
but I didn't let that hold me back. Like I said, I auditioned on my own and and seeked opportunities um, despite being virtual and being feeling distant physically and mentally away from the campus and the campus life. Um, I really just took hold of what I really wanted to do and um, explored my passions other ways. Um, so I didn't really let COVID stop me. Um, I knew it was a challenge for a lot of other people, um, especially in that transition because it's such a major life transition for so many people, whether it's moving away from home, taking care of yourself more, um, <clears throat> exploring a new city. So um, I, I definitely um, think COVID was a difficult time for a lot of people in my class. Yeah. So, it, yeah, oh no. So, along on. with like the challenges you said during COVID, is obviously really hard. We were all experiencing the pandemic, life on Zoom. It was crazy. Mm -hmm. But now that we're back in person, what challenges have you experienced? And what what is it like to be a host of the show? Is it stressful? Is oh, it yeah. fun? <laughs> like, what is it like? Well, it's 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 definitely been challenging at times. Um, I like to spread myself too thin. Um, that's probably one of my biggest weaknesses. Um, <clears throat> because I'm not only involved with TUTV stuff, I've worked with the Temple News, our um, wonderful newspaper here for the um, entirety of my college career as well. Um, I'm their director of engagement. I've made amazing friends through, through that organization as well and gotten a lot of uh, social media experience as well as digital media experience. Um, so I feel like balancing everything, all the roles that I've signed up and committed myself to has been the most challenging part. I've been so grateful and so blessed to have all these opportunities by stepping out on my own and pursuing them because the only one holding you back is yourself. Hello. Yeah. They, that, there's, there's nobody else telling you to not do something than the voice inside your head. So I feel like at times, I'm, I'm sure I can speak on everyone's behalf, um, that that's always a challenge. Like whether you're questioning, oh, can I do this? Like, Am I the right person for it? Um, it's just that inner self-doubt that comes comes out sometimes. But um, you persevere. You definitely do. And I think, you know, a lot of times, us college students, we have a lot on our plate. I know, sure. Jay, you're doing so many things, whether it's radio, <laughs> Temple TV, like you're doing it all. So how have you been able to manage having all of these different roles and opportunities? Because you said yourself, it's stressful. It's a lot. Yeah. You put yourself in a lot of different situations. Yeah, I feel like... Um, the time management has always been a challenge, um, as I mentioned before, but just keeping keeping your eye on the prize and um, keeping in line, keeping your goals in line. You know, like I see myself working in entertainment media or news media um, in the next few years. My one of my goals is to eventually work for a network show, so on a national slash international level. Um, I could see myself also working for local news. I mean, that's where I intern now at 6ABC, which I'm grateful for that opportunity. I have um, grew up watching the newscasts around the dinner table with my family. Um, so it's kind of surreal to work with the reporters and anchors um, over there as well. But I feel like to keep everything balanced and keep yourself going, you just got to keep your mind in the right place and keeping yourself in check. I love that. 
Now, I really appreciate you sharing with us your thoughts on, you know, you you wearing many hats, dealing with your stress, dealing with how you balance those plates sure. with being all these involved in so many different things. But uh, my question to you is, have you ever had like imposter syndrome? Have you ever felt oh, like? Absolutely. <laughs> it's probably one of the, um, I would say the side parts of my personality. Oh, my God. Mm. <laughs> I, it's, it's hard to tackle imposter syndrome. Because you look up to people, you always have inspirations, whether it's a musician, whether it's an anchor on TV, mm -hmm. whether it's um, an artist you really like, whether it's your friend, whether it's your mom, whether it's a parent or someone in your life that you really inspire to be and aspire to be. Um, that's always been a challenge for me. So I feel like um, just digging down and figuring out your identity and finding who you are despite the people around you while also taking inspiration and um, digging into what you want to do. I feel like it's important to be inspired, but don't copy, you know, mm -hmm, like exactly. um, it's hard to kind of dig into your identity and figure out yourself without thinking, oh, but like, am I just copying this person? Like, you know, it's it, it's definitely a challenge that I'm still struggling with. I'm sure a lot of professionals in the industry do as well. Um, so, yeah. So, speaking of inspirations, being inspired, who are some of your industry who do you <laughs> oh Who do you, like, pull from creatively? Yeah, well, um, I work, I watch a lot of news. Um, some, like, local anchors I can name off, um, like Shari Williams mm -hmm. at 6ABC. She's amazing. I've been watching her since I was younger. Karen Rogers, she's our meteor, uh, chief meteorologist at 6ABC. We actually graduated from the same high school, so she's, mm -hmm. always, been Ooh, wow. she's always been an inspiration to me as well. Alicia Vitarelli, she does a lot of the entertainment side of 6ABC, so I always like when she go, gets to like go to the red carpets and stuff and interview celebrities, even, even if it's on Zoom. I think that's really, really fun, and it really explores the creative outlet that I see myself exploring eventually. Um, I, I'm an ABC girl, <laughs> it's not obvious, but even like network um, anchors like Robin Roberts and even all the producers behind the scenes that you don't even see on air, like I could see myself thriving in those kinds of roles too. So all of the people behind the scenes, like they serve as inspirations to me. I, I'm seeing all of you on, on LinkedIn and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's amazing. And I know that one day you're going to be someone else's inspiration. Oh, well, that's a goal. You are. That's, that's <laughs> my heart. That's my heart. Thank you. But, um. You know, you just gotta, you just gotta keep working. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what we're all here for. You don't yeah. pay tuition for nothing, you know. For sure. Uh -huh. And to talk about like the keep working, you said earlier that you want to work in the news and entertainment industry. So where do you see yourself five years from now? You're obviously a senior, mm -hmm. off to do big things, <laughs> yeah. as we can already see. Yeah. So what is your goal <clears throat> five years from now? Where well, do you want to be? Yeah, I've been fortunate enough to get to explore a little bit of news and entertainment as well. Um, with CBS, NBC, and ABC, that's what I call the big three. But um, in five to five to ten years, I'd say five years. Hopefully, um, I can see myself in probably New York. Mm. Um, Ooh, okay. I, okay. I hope to be either producing. Probably, if if in five years, I'll be producing in New York. Um, if I do pursue on air opportunities, I will probably that'll probably be more like 10, 15 years because you got to work your way up. Mm -hmm. when it's a lot different it's a commitment and that's a that's a role that i'm still kind of exploring whether 
I want to still pursue on air or a production side. I love both so much. It's just a lifestyle that it's very different lifestyles. But I could see myself um, to your answer to your question. I could see myself in New York producing probably. I love that. And before we came on air today, you said that you came into the school wanting to do on air production. And now you've kind of transformed to the behind the scenes. Mm How did that transformation happen? What happened? What did you see about on air mm-hmm. that you didn't see in production that you either like or disliked? Yeah, I hate to, I hate to say it, but it was all because of my friends. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, my first like production producer role <clears throat> was with um, Temple Talk because the reins were being handed over from our graduating seniors at the time. It was um, our EPs Joanne Jersey and Baker and McNamara who have gone on to work for MTV. And The Tonight Show, I love them so much, and they're so um, wonderful. Right. Um, so it was really them kind of handing me the ropes and saying, hey, like, we think you could take this on. Do you want to do it? And I had the pleasure of um, being co-EP with my wonderful friend Casey Driscoll last year, and I loved it. It was really interesting to kind of oversee the show and celebrate the 10th anniversary all in one um, and then um, I got into live producing, which is very much more scary with Temple Update um, because we go live at 10 a.m. on Thursdays and it's a live newscast. So you got to be prepped and ready for whatever comes your way. Um, and you're overseeing um, even a class of students, a lot of students that haven't been a part of that kind of production before. And live is scary. Temple Talk, it's pre-recorded. So if we mess up, we can just roll it back and edit it later and that's really fine but we do that all the time yeah (laughs) we do it all the time and there's and that's that that's no problem that's no issue it's all about experience it's all about putting together a nice production even the network like i I worked at the tonight show i maybe i can't speak on this but they would they sometimes jimmy would uh, fumble in his monologue (laughs) he just he's like i have to run that back and it's in front of a live audience of more than 100 people everybody makes mistakes in this industry and beyond so it's really nothing to not to um, be discouraged about. You be proud of your mistakes. You learn from them, you know. Yeah, just one more question, Maggie. You know, Corey right here is a freshman. Randy really? right here. Yeah. I am. Randy right here is a sophomore. I'm a junior. So it's like any advice for anyone that wants to be in the media industry and also sure. being in student <clears throat> media. Any advice on that? Oh my god, I don't think I'm qualified to be giving advice, but um <laughs> No, I, take I, the credit, girl. No, you're I, doing I, amazing I things. Say, I can give you advice for your college career. I mean, you're here, you're in one of the best programs in my opinion in the area. And I'm and from my eyes I've been seeing more and more people from Temple coming up through they're they're everywhere. People Temple is everywhere. So be proud of that. Be proud of the school that you're going to and take every opportunity that you can while you're here. Because I like I mean we already touched on this with COVID, but I was I missed out on a year of what could have been in person in studio work. For sure. You're here. You're here in studio in front of a mic. That's awesome. Yeah. That's amazing that you're here. That's why I was shocked. I was like, wow, you're a freshman. I so um, you guys are doing the right thing. You're on the right track. And um, just keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. Wow, thank you for the That was so good. Oh my you're, I just want to say, your voice is so calming. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I kind of have a scratchy voice sometimes. That's actually one of the reasons why I'm... Are we, are we still on air? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's another... That's one of the reasons why I'm like, um, I don't know, maybe I should do like... <laughs> podcast because I yeah, can't yes. I the news anchor voice that's also a part of imposter, imposter syndrome because the news anchor voice is real mm. you're going to get a lot of professors telling you like don't be like this like you don't have to be like this all the time but like um, a lot more 
on-air talent are talking like this. They're just giving you the news. They're giving you the hard news, mm-hmm. but they don't have to sound stereotypical. Like, um, like I don't know. The stuff that you see in the movies and TV shows yeah. and early, yeah. early media and television as well. Yeah. Would yeah. you, last question, sorry. Sure. Would you say that you would, in the industry now, yeah. news anchor voice is kind of taking like a step back and Absolutely. more people are being authentic? Absolutely. Because I've noticed that in yeah. the past and few especially with younger talent emerging um, from all across the world, mm-hmm. across the country, um, you see a lot of accents peek in too. Um, it's a thing that shouldn't be diminished, you know? Like, yeah. Um, People should embrace their identities and bring you bring something to the table in wherever you're working, wherever you come from. So identities, um, appearances, too. We've talked about this with a lot of um, in a lot of classes and like um, kind of evaluating the media and how like a lot of women, black women are wearing braids and they're wearing their natural afros. And it's a beautiful thing. So it's not even just the voices. It's about identity and bringing who you are to the table. And I feel I like, like that. in any area, in school, in the professional industries, like that's what we should embrace. I love that's that. That's amazing. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Maggie. And coming up next, Corey Parker, Randy Lane, Maggie Fisher, and myself, Jay Matthews. Wake up because it's therapy time as Wake Up Therapy is in our next segment. Yeah, we'll so be exciting. right back after the breaks. Welcome back, everybody, to Wake Up Call on WHIP Radio Station. It is your host, Corey Parker, here with Randy Lane, Jay Matthews II, and our very special guest, Maggie Fitzgerald. It is time for one of my favorite segments, Wake Up Therapy, where we give you guys some advice on some tea-filled situations. So today we have three situations to talk about today. So y'all ready to give us some advice? Yep. We're going to try. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's team, Maggie. Like, we get some crazy topics. Guess. You I guess. guess. Okay, let's get into the first one. This is the situation. My fiance agreed to take my last name, and his best friend is calling me abusive for it. Now there is an argument for fighting over if he should get invited to, I guess, the wedding. Mm-hmm. Wait, okay. So is the wife, like, the. Whoa. So the wife. This man and wife, his wife, his this man and his fiance are getting married. Got it. The man decided to take the wife's name. My fiance. Yes, the man is taking the wife's name. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And the man's best friend is claiming she's being abusive. No. For him, I guess <laughs> taking his last name. Yeah. And now there's an argument fighting whether or not this man should get invited to the wedding, mm. considering Dang. he's assuming. That she's abusive for Well, it. first, let's tackle the name thing. I don't, I don't, I don't know. If it's a better last name, if it's like, I don't know, a sucky last name, like the guy. Right. And it, and, and they both agree, like, oh, like, we should take your last name. Fine. I, I'm pretty sure there's been people in this world that, like, have completely come up with an entirely new last name. There are. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. I think it's a minuscule thing. And a lot of women, like, Besides this, I a lot of women like are starting to not take their husband's last names, which I think is kind of empowering. Like they're mm-hmm. kind of just like holding on to their own identities. For sure, um, mm-hmm. I've been I've even had teachers in high school like that don't that keep their maiden name. Facts, and, and not and not even just in school, like in real life as well. Which that was my first like glimpse of that. I was like, huh, interesting. I've never seen this before, um, but I like it. I'm I'm not against it. 
How about you, Randy? No, I like it. Honestly, I always tell people this in my circle. Like, we talk about, you know, our hypothetical marriages and hypothetical families in the future. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I really don't see myself taking my husband's name because I feel like that wouldn't be me. I mean, I know I, <laughs> I know that it, that sounds weird, but like, Ooh, I, yeah. you're already you're already in a marriage and it's you already have anything. to you already have to give yourself in a marriage. It's a give and take, you know, any, like any relationship. But mm-hmm. to give my last name too. I don't plus I like my last name now. Exactly, so, yeah. exactly. See, mm-hmm. I, I like my name too. Yeah, and it's powerful. I, yeah, it's <laughs> my identity. I've been told it's like a good name for TV too. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. But oh <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. I mean, what I would say about this whole situation is they agreed on it. Who cares? Like honestly, right. like the best friend can mind his business. Now, as far as getting invited to the wedding, listen, if y'all want me at the wedding, I won't be at the wedding. Like y'all go have y'all little cake, y'all have y'all little mm. kisses. I do. Y'all can help have all that fun stuff. I just won't be there. Congrats. Da 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 da. Whoopee. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. I mean, for me, I see why they don't want him at the wedding because this man is making these assumptions that I'm literally abusing my fiance. Like that's uh, that's such a stretch for absolutely no reason. Toxic energy on your exactly. This is one of the most special days of your life. At least it should be. So if he's trying to like disrupt the peace and the calm, right? Just get away. Exactly. (laughs) Is he family? Would he be family? I think he's just best friend. So maybe like he was gonna be the best man kind of vibes. Mm. Oh, but like. Okay, but okay, Jay. As a guy, uh huh. If you're best, let's say you're getting married to this girl, yeah. right? You're getting married to this girl, and he claims that she's abusing you, or abusive, because you've decided to take her last name. What would you do? Me? Oh, he's turning around. Me? Yeah, as a man. I mean, in that whole situation. I wouldn't care what my best friend says because guess what? You don't know what goes behind closed doors. Hello. I may have agreed on something that I wanted to agree with. Now you're gonna come to the bachelor party, like you can you're gonna do all that fun stuff. But it's like, mind your business at the end of the day, because again, you're not in my shoes, so you don't know what's going on. True. So would you invite him to the wedding? <sighs> Let me get back to you in like a minute. <laughs> I'd keep the invite open. Like, if we already mm-hmm. talk, if I already sent out the invite, I would what keep the said. invite open mm-hmm. and let it be. If you want to come, you want to come. If you don't, it's okay. True. Because I'm going to be here I don't with think my love. It's that deep at the end of the day. Me yeah. I don't think it's, it's that deep. But I feel like if the girl feels a type of way, because this is also her day. Yeah. I'm trying to think about, like, if I was the girl and your best friend thinks I'm abusing you. Just separate the two at the wedding. Like, it ain't that but big. But, like, of it's a her deal. wedding. Why should she, kind of on your point earlier, why should she allow this negative energy? And it's not even that you think I'm mean. You think I'm abusive. That's a big statement. No, abusive is wild. That's wild. Just because he chose my last name? What are you against women? Like, what? I don't know. I don't know. Sounds emotionally abusive, but it sounds like emotionally abusive. If that's the case. I don't know. I think it's crazy. It's wild. I hate how, what's really getting me is the fact that the friend jumped to abusive because this woman is having her husband take her last name it says a lot it says a lot mm. I, I feel like it's it's so misogynistic to think that okay i am abusing him and making him take my name with using these violent ways like what no if he wants to he wants to if he doesn't he doesn't but if i were to take his last name oh that's normal right. that's just supposed yeah. to be accepted i think it's just because it's not normal yeah i think it's modern i yeah. think it's very like this day and age so i'm not against it Mm -mm. i agree okay 
let's go on to the next question or next situation. A 21-year-old went on a date <laughs> with a 24-year-old. Is that a wrong move? Nope. Wait, 21? And 24. No. No. It's mm-hmm. not bad. That's not bad mm-hmm. at all. Absolutely not. Have you had experience with this? I mean, uh, I mean, it's that magic number eighteen. First of all, that's the that's where it goes wrong. Yeah, that's where it goes yeah. wrong. But also, I if it, I would say like maybe, well, definitely nineteen as well. That's five years. That's five years. That's a little deep. Yeah. Well, you see, I had this conversation <laughs> with my friend. Age differences really matter at different stages of life. Like my grandparents are ten years apart, <clears throat> seventy and eighty. If I was to date someone ten years older than me. That's like me dating Not an eight-year-old. Yeah. That's <laughs> or 28. Always, that's always like, it sounds crazy. Mm-hmm. Actually, it still sounds crazy even as like 80 and 70 because that's like a big, mm-hmm. that's a completely different life. Mm-hmm. But the age gaps, I think, really depend. Because like you said, if I was 18 dating a 24-year-old, that's yeah. kind of crazy. But if I'm 18 dating a 22-year-old, is that still bad? Mind you, I'm not dating a 22-year-old. Like, let me get that clear. <laughs> I'm not dating a 22-year-old. 18, you're still in high school. You, that's a different. That's you just a, came out of high school. That's a different. Yeah. That's a different. Different like, animal. That's a different animal. That's a different <laughs> stage of your life. Like you're tossing a cap and you're tossing your cap and wearing a gown for the first time. Like <laughs> <laughs> you're what? You just learned how to drive too. Like that's that's a lot. That is a lot. That is mm-hmm. a lot. You're still going. You're going to prom. You're going to prom. Mm. Like if you're going to prom. I don't know. So what's the biggest age gap you guys would have in a relationship? Okay, start off with You know my answer. Start off with older. Start off with older and then we'll go younger. You know my answer. What's your answer? What is your answer? Oh, what's my answer? answer? Yeah. Four, five, seven, twenty? Two. I'm twenty years old right now. You could date a twenty four year old. Let's go thirty. But you date an older woman. Of course, yes. So you would date someone that's thirty? Of course, come on now. Okay, I, how about I talked about you? this many times. Like, I love older women. Like, that's <laughs> like no discussion about it. Like, I love older women. Like, good for you. I don't like the <laughs> right. girls. It's, it's, it's not the fact. Happy for you. No, nah, it's like the girls my age. Like, they cool, but it's like the older women <clears throat> love them. So, how about younger than you? What's the youngest you would date? My age, twenty. <laughs> okay, then, Randy. <laughs> how about you? Oldest you would date? I'll go four years. For, so right now, so I'm 20 right now. So you dated 24. 20, because mm, every time we, every time I think about age, I think about my my older sibling, and it's just like I think I think about that. Okay, that's that's that would make me disgusting. because I'm like okay, you're if you're closer to my sibling's age, sibling's age than me, excuse me, then it's like I get a little grossed out. Man, so that, yeah, I, I'll say that's two or three, two or three. I can't, I can't do too much. How about younger than you? No. Okay. No, okay. not even months. No. Oh, no, yeah, I can't. <laughs> for, me, for me, it's not so much the age. I feel like it could be like mentality too. Hello. And, like emotional maturity. Because um, like you can, I don't know, you can have someone like seven years older than you. Yet they like act like they're still a teenager. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot. It's a lot. So I feel like if you find someone that is in that same stage or similar stage of life as you have the same goals, have the same, um, not the same aspirations, but like want want similar things I right feel like, i feel like it doesn't really matter the age um but i could definitely see like ugh, a little bit of concern when it comes to like seven eight years eight years difference at least i don't know so yeah 
I feel like at that point, like you said earlier, Corey, it's like different, you're in different stages of your life. <coughs> like a 20 yeah. year old dating a 28 year old, for instance. It's also different now because then yeah. I, I, I just, it just popped in my mind. I think Beyonce and Jay Z are 10 years apart. Mm-hmm. 10 years apart. Yeah. yeah. 10 years apart. And they've been together, what? Forever. She was, mm-hmm. young, she was young, young. So Jay Z like, met uh, Beyonce when she was 19. Yeah. Married? Met. No. Oh. Mar- no. Met. But okay, low key though, I'm kind of with Jay. <laughs> I think, like, Okay, but uh, I feel like I feel like they really complement each other. Yeah. <coughs> Jay Z and Beyonce. Yeah, like in turn, they want they wanted the same things. They were they knew that uh, they probably both knew that they were they were already big stars, and they complement each other in that way, probably in their lifestyle, but also in their careers. Right. So I feel like the age difference for me, it's like I don't know. I feel like that's just another part of their journey. Hmm. I don't think it defines them. I like that. I mean, for me, I don't think I could do 10 years, but seven, like, I could do. Like, right now, as an eight, like, 18, I don't, I think that would be a little, that's a little icky, just a little <laughs> bit. Not even a little bit, a lot of it. But right now, I would probably date a 20-year-old. Mm-hmm. I'd consider 21. I feel like, actually, I said 18 was the magic number earlier, but I think 21 is also a magic number because then you can, like, go out to bars and stuff. Right. That sucks. That would that would suck in theory if, like, you're dating, like, you had a significant other that could, like, go out to the bars and stuff, and then you had to be left home alone. I know. Like, because you can't, you can't join in on the fun, whether it's a group activity, whether it's just a date, like... That is very true. Yeah. Limitations, you know? But I don't know. For me, too, like... Age just, even though it doesn't always necessarily mean it, age just means, like, maturity for me sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like a mature, and I love grays. <laughs> but obviously, I could never date someone with gray right now. Because yeah. I'm, like, young. Yeah. I'd be insane. True. But. So true. That's the wrap to wake up therapy, guys. <laughs> it's time for another quick little break. And we'll be back for living in peace after this little break. back everyone to whip's radio's wake up call it is your host Corey parker here with randy lane and jay matthews the second it is time for living in peace and if you aren't familiar with this segment it is when we just talk about a quote of the day to just leave you guys with a little bit of motivation to conquer the rest of your day today is tuesday for some reason it feels like a monday especially because we weren't here yesterday um but we still have a few more days left to this week so let's give you guys a little quote a little motivational tidbit to carry you through the rest of this amazing, snowy, sadly, Tuesday. This quote comes from one of my favorite apps, the Motivation app, which if you guys don't have, definitely download it. It's super inspirational, motivational. Um, You can have like the widget on your Apple phone lock screen. If you're a Droid user, I don't know, but you know, that's a Droid problem, you know, Apple over here. And this quote says, is it a bad life or a bad day? Is it a bad day? or a bad five minutes. Perspective is everything. I literally love this quote so much. We were trying to find what quote to give you guys today, and we found another one, but then I saw this one, and we were like, okay, yes. This one is the quote of the day. I love it. So before I give my thoughts on it, what are y'all's thoughts? I really love that quote. I feel like perspective is everything, especially in the world we live in where we get so caught up in the materialistic things and the things that really low-key really don't matter. So, you know, you have to think about it like that. If, you know, are you having a bad day or was, like, the first five minutes of your day kind of sucky? You have to think about 
in that way, if that makes sense. But what do you think about that, Jay? You better do your thing. That's all I got to say. You better do your thing every single day. No matter how hard life get, every living moment that you have every single day, you got to live it to the fullest advantage. Whether you feel sick, bad, in between, you got to live your moments every day. For me, I love this quote because I feel like it's so easy to focus on the bad things and then kind of just label your day as bad solely because you hated one class that you went to. So I think it's super important to, like this quote said, to focus on the perspectives because five minutes of badness doesn't mean your whole 24 hours was bad. You know what I'm saying? And I think it's also so easy for us to just hone in on those bad moments and be like, oh my gosh, my life sucks. My life is this, my life is that. But at the end of the day, everyone's life has bad moments. Everyone has a bad day. Everyone has a good day. Like, it's really about, are you going to let that day control you? Are you going to let those bad five minutes affect you the entire day? We have to like live. We have a life to live. We have a life to just enjoy. Are we going to let these bad moments, you know, just take over and just rule over us when we could be living and enjoying, you know? So never focus solely on the bad because there's so much more to life. There's so much more to just existing and being a human. And I think if you were to look at it as just bad five minutes instead of a bad whole day, I think you'll genuinely just be happier. You'll be more grateful because it's like, my whole day wasn't really that bad. So why are you claiming it as bad? And the power of the tongue, y'all, if y'all say that this is a bad day, your day really is going to be bad. Mm -hmm. So you got to claim it. You got to claim it. Exactly. I also feel like um, recounting on the things that you're grateful for as well really helps with that. So like, did I wake up today? I did. Did I have food today? I did. Did I um, speak to my family, people who love me today? I did. You know, I have those people in my life. I have those things in my life that will help me. And I'm grateful for that. So I also feel like that helps as well with perspective. Um, so, yeah. yeah. But no, I love that quote. Definitely, guys. Mm-hmm. Remember, it's just a bad five minutes. It's not a bad whole day. Mm-mm. If you're anxious, because I know I get anxious a lot sometimes. You know, it's just a bad five minutes. It's not a bad whole day. But it's when you feed into those bad moments, it becomes the whole day. Mm -hmm. So what are you feeding your energy into? You know what I'm saying? Yep. But anyway, that concludes our Living in Peace segment and today's episode. It was so good being back with my Wake Up crew this morning. I missed you guys. I missed being on the air on the studio. But we're going to be back tomorrow, guys, bright and early at 9 a.m. And our girl Rachel will be with us, so I'm super excited for that. So make sure you tune in tomorrow on WHIP Wake Up Call. And if you missed today's episode or missed parts of it and or you just want to catch up on past episodes, you can tune in to our Spotify or Apple podcast for that. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at wakeupcall.whip. And we are out, guys, and we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>